Welcome to part three of a three-part series with special guest Janine Mason, author of Kingdom Tools for Your Classroom. You are going to want to take a listen to part one and part two. They are transformational, and this part three doesn't disappoint. It is challenging us to really believe what the Word of God says about who we are as kingdom people. Janine's charge to us today is if you can change your thinking, it will change everything. So as we aim to finish this year strong, linked hand in hand with friend Holy Spirit, I challenge you to listen with an open heart, to receive the encouragement that Janine is bringing today, and to take one little key and apply it in your own thinking as you trust the Lord Jesus with your students and the powerful impact that you are making on their lives this school year. Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. able to change anything but he just needs people to agree and say yes yeah an agent of change and yeah so I just want to encourage teachers teachers can get into really tight mindsets of Mm -hmm. it can't be done being taught it can't be done yeah I just want to say have you asked Jesus whether it can be done will I get a different answer than what you're expecting yes that actually leads me to my next question because Janine a lot of things that I feel like I encounter when I talk with teachers whether it's out subbing or in class that I'm teaching or at, at a prayer breakfast or whatever, it the victim mindset often can pervade our thinking. <laughs> and then we end up glorifying it like, oh, I had this many things to do this weekend. And it's like, wait, what's coming out of my mouth right now? And right. I used to do it when I was teaching full time too. And I felt like the Holy Spirit would catch me and go, wait a second, are you glorying in the yuck? Or are you glorying in what I've asked you to do? I love how even in your book, there's a chapter that someone wrote in there. It's called Beyond the Curriculum, but it's academics are a way to bring the kingdom. And so if we're in line with that. We're remembering like my job is just a platform for me to be a conduit of God's goodness. Right. So all of the things that I have on my to-do list, if they never get done, it's really the life is going to go on because I sometimes would worry at night and not sleep. And I'm like, that's the wrong reason for even doing what we do. (laughs) It's really that I'm a conduit of his goodness. And so I actually would love for you to speak on, you have a chapter on hope, on keeping hope alive. Yes. And I've actually, the beginning of this year, I've been focusing on hope. And I was just wanting to know if you could speak to, you know, moving out of victim mindset where it just can't be done. Like you were saying, the system has been the same forever. It's never going to change moving out of that into a hope filled mindset and then keeping it alive. Let me say first that I used to, I used to have a love hate relationship with hope. Okay. Hope hope when it doesn't come to pass, it hurts. And that's why people don't hope. 
people have been burnt before and they say, well, you know, I hope for this and I hope for that and it didn't work out and that's really painful. That disappointment just about killed me. So I believe it's a choice and I keep choosing it even though I hate it. And so I can remember a time we were about to do a dream culture, which dream, again, dream culture is all about just partnering with the hopes that you have and the dreams that you have inside. And to see them birthed on the earth because that's what how the Lord wants to show up on the earth. But I'm about to do this conference and it was a tough time. And I can remember lying on my lounge room floor saying, God, I hate hope. I'm bawling my eyeballs out. Saying, I hate it. It's so painful. And, you know, something hadn't worked out. And he said, but what's the alternative? Mm. And it reminded me of a conversation that one of my girls used to have with my mother. So their grandmother and she would say she'd gaze up with her little blue eyes and at grandma and say, I don't want you to get old, grandma. Aww. And grandma would look down at her and say, well, but it's better than the alternative. Because the alternative, you're either getting old or you're dying. Like, those are the two options. <laughs> 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 uh, so when the Lord used that language with me, it was like, okay, what's the alternative? The alternative to choosing hope is choosing hopelessness. Mm. We don't want that. It. Yeah, like, and it's not all it's cracked up to me. Right, right. You know, choose hope. Choosing hope is, you know, I think there's times when it's as simple as that, like, I don't want to because I don't want to be hurt, but I know his goodness draws me into a place where they're absolutely, if you you come face to face with the Lord and who he is Mm -hmm. and the fact that he is with you, those two facts mean that there's always hope. You yeah. can't come face to face with him and stay hopeless. You yeah. really can't. So if you are struggling with feeling hopeless, then it's time to get back in his presence and, and remember mm. who he is, his bigness, his goodness, his ability. Nothing is impossible. Here's the other verse that I think is has been like a life verse for me. I can't remember the address of the verse right at this moment, uh, which is embarrassing, but That's okay. uh, it says he has given us past tense. Everything pertaining to life and godliness was how I learned it as a young person. He has given past Mm -hmm. you everything you need to lead a fully godly, overcoming, powerful life in your circumstance. Now, I have never seen in any version of the Bible that says, except for teachers, never, (laughs) never in any of them. But somehow, I think for many educators, there's like this little byline subconsciously deep in their spirit is what they believe. Like he's given me enough to lead uh, overcoming life as long as the principal doesn't ask me to do anything more, as long as the kids come in a good mood, as long as I get a pay raise that I had hoped for, as long as I don't have to do, you know, any extracurriculars. Like the conditions. All the conditions, like all the things. Yeah. That, and I want to tell you teachers, oh, stop it. You're not the only people that have hard jobs. Yeah, yeah. You're not there. And I pretty much every teacher I've ever talked to at some point talked to me like we have the hardest job on the planet. Mm-hmm. No, you have a difficult job at times, absolutely. And I believe it has got harder because of the breakdown of the family. There's crazy stuff that you're facing and the government doesn't know what to do. So they're trying to regulate more things that they're trying to bring in crazy things and there's the whole gender stuff and the homosexual, like there's all these agendas flying out Identity, there. All those, yeah. All those things that are going on. But once again, the Lord said, I've given you everything. And so whilst it's difficult, 
wow, what a privilege that you're in a place where it's so difficult that the Lord can show up so beautifully. Yeah. If you have an easy job, you don't really need the Lord to show up. That's good. You, really you have don't. an easy job. You don't need him to show up. <laughs> I was listening to Dan Farrelly this morning. He was talking about how marriage is part of what the God, what the Lord uses to disciple us. And he's saying, you're really not nice enough to be in a great marriage. That's the truth. You, you can't be kind enough. Most people are not kind enough or gentle enough or patient enough on their own to show up and have a powerful, beautiful marriage that reflects the Lord. We need the Lord to do that. And likewise, when you're in a classroom full of kids who came cranky, they came with all their stuff, they came broken. Some of them came devastated mm-hmm. and they came and the Lord entrusted your, their heart to you. Mm. The only way you can do it is in connection with him. And so, yes, you can look how hard it is and there's hard days and you need soft places to land and a place to vent that it was a tough day. But I think we have to change our mindset to say, what a privilege, what a privilege that that kid came in and they were so broken that they, you know, again, crawled under the desk and and growled like a dog. What a privilege that they were in my classroom that I got to show them the love of God. Um, It's on me. It's Mm -hmm. on me to begin to ask for help if that's appropriate, but also crying out to the Lord like, God, there's a key. I'm absolutely Mm. convinced. 100% 100% convinced that there is a solution for every kid that walks into your classroom and you have the connection with the one that holds the key to their heart. It's a privilege. So if you catch yourself, teachers, you know, feeling sorry for yourself, then, you know, give yourself a couple of minutes, set yourself a limit. I, I listened to this message one day. Uh, she was somebody who spoke at a Heaven and Business conference. Mm-hmm. She said, here's what I did. I let myself have five minutes of feeling sorry for myself on any on any subject, doesn't matter what it is. I can have five minutes and then it's time to say, okay, now it's time to let it go. If it's something beyond my control, I'm going to let it go and then stop feeling sorry for myself in the middle of it and then mm-hmm. just say, okay, God, what's the solution and how do I how do I partner with you to bring change? So seeing That's yourself as a victim mm-hmm. means you are powerless to change. Seeing yourself as an overcomer when you walk in the door means I might not have figured out the solution yet but it's out there for me and I have the power to change. I have the power yeah. to change my life, yeah. the power to change my circumstances. I have the power to bring an atmosphere change, whatever those things are. Remembering you have the power of life and death in your tongue. Yes. I think often as teachers. To ourselves too. Ourselves, <laughs> yes. to our kids, to our atmosphere, to our administrators, to, to the district. Like what if we actually believe that the Bible was real? Oh, if we believe the Bible was real and I knew he was in me and I knew literally that the power of life and death is in my tongue, if I became fully convinced of that, then how much change would I see in what I'm walking in? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think much of the change that needs to happen is in what we think and believe about ourselves, mm-hmm. what we think and believe about God. You are powerful, powerful, powerful people powerful agents of change you have a great privilege as a teacher of not only changing those kids lives but potentially changing whole family lines you have tremendous privilege and yes it's difficult at times but what a beautiful place once again to meet the Lord wow there were so many good nuggets in there Janine so I'm like limiting your pity party turning it back into man you've entrusted me Lord with so many 
beautiful lives that there's there's great potential in each one for transformation and then family transformation which yes the system but i think our cities like city transformation when our when our families are healed and whole our city changes because people are propelled into greater spheres of influence i believe because they feel even more empowered when they're connected together exactly just powerful imagine if you could ignite change in just the families that go to your school which tend to be mm-hmm. located all in a geographical area imagine mm-hmm. what that would do imagine yeah. in you know so imagine right now in the next year but then imagine in 20 years where now those kids are the young adults leading in that area yeah. and they're the businessmen and women and now they know who they are and they feel secure and they feel loved and they're not acting out of all the craziness that they've experienced now you've brought like you say city transformation you've brought actually cultural change mm-hmm. because you believed it was possible I love that but I want to share this quote that just goes with what you just said that's out of your your book on page 94 creativity is released when we believe that something is possible a belief that something can't change or that I can't learn stifles the will to even try. But I like that whole piece for kids, for our students, and also for us, that when we believe something is possible, then it like opens this whole other door. And I was even thinking about one of my own kids. We have an adopted son and he, he gets limited in his thinking very quickly, but opening up the door of possibility takes him a while. It has to be his idea for him to make a change. <laughs> He's just in that state, middle school, or actually he's in high school, being able to make a change. But when my husband and I open up the, like help him to open up his lid to see more, it's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, you would support me. But our students feed that from us. And I just feel like Jesus wants us as teachers to step further into a place of all things are possible to him who believes. I keep coming back to that scripture the last couple of weeks. Like, Jesus, if I partner with you and I believe what you say, and Janine, you said today, like, if the Bible's really true, and I just think about Romans 8, that your love for me, Jesus, overcomes all. It is my victory, it says in the Passion Translation. His love is our victory. If that is really true, then his love for me and through me as a conduit in my classroom can be the victory for these kids that are stuck. Absolutely. And I know me personally, I, I want to see people get unstuck, teachers and kids. Right. And so that just, I love that. A couple of things. Yeah. I want to share a quick testimony of my son, but before I forget, that's something that I'm doing a lot at the moment is every morning asking myself, how would I live today if I believed that the Bible was real? And I think it's a powerful question for teachers to ask. How would I how would I live my life in general? But how would I live as a teacher today if I actually believed that the Bible was real? Which obviously I do believe that the Bible's true. <laughs> so so but it confronts me. It confronts me in a good way to say, how am I living where I'm actually the way I'm living doesn't live up to the fact that I believe the Bible is true. So a quick story. My son was in, I think, fifth grade. He was doing okay at mathematics, but he wasn't doing exceptional and it was all in his mind. And so I challenged him on the way home. You know, we were talking about it and I said, actually, you're really good at math. And he said, no, I'm not. And I said, actually, you really are. And so we had this, you know, I said, you just need to believe it. So anyway, we, it was, must've been around the time of science fair experiments. And I said, well, why don't we do this extra experiment? I said, and you'll make a declaration about, you know, about math. And that God's helping you. And we'll see what happens. So 
so the declaration we came up with was, you know, fifth grader, God makes my math brain strong. That's good. So this, you know, little declaration. And he's, so he starts saying it on the way home. We must have been in the car by ourselves. And he says, so, mum, do I have to believe it? probably helps maybe (laughs) scientific experiment more robust if you believe it and he said what if i do if i don't i said well then say it again until you believe it and and just actually choose to believe it yeah the rest of our it was hilarious the rest of our trip home was him saying it recognizing he didn't fully believe it so having to say it again and being frustrated. So it kind of looked like God makes my math brain strong. <clears throat> Have to say it again. Makes my math brain strong. So for a few days, you know, maybe a week, I reminded him. And then a few, and then, you know, busyness of life happened and I forgot. And I checked in with his teacher. She said he's doing fine. But after about three weeks, I checked in again with him and with his teacher. He said, yeah, I've been doing it. And I checked in with his teachers. His grades had come up even further. And it wow. totally changed his perspective. Now, I want to tell you, I think what's really fun about that is he's now, that little guy that was a fifth grader is um, now in his first year at university. He's doing aerospace engineering. Wow. And so obviously doing complicated math. math and physics. <laughs> and it got to be a problem in his first semester how many kids were coming to him for math tutoring. Like so many, the word went around that he was so good and he was at such a high level that half of his class started turning out, particularly the night before tests. And so we had to talk to him about how to keep them at bay, how to help them, you know, encourage them to do their homework more rather than coming to him. My point is... Or you can make some tutoring money. <laughs> Start a business, son. Um, if you believe it's possible, if you can change your thinking around it, it changes everything. And he's never looked back. And mm. some of your kids and some of you that are listening, you just need to start making some declarations and choosing to believe that nothing is impossible. Everything is possible when we believe and walk with him. Yeah. So how about I just pray that you and everybody listening just gets ignited into believing that the Bible is really true. Yes, let's do it. That, that sounds will good. change the lives right there, right? I thank you for your absolute goodness towards us. And I thank you that you love us and you love our students enough that you want to bring change, that uh, the world of education has got lots of great things going on, but they're also at a loss for many, many things that some of these kids need. And so, uh, Father, I ask that you would ignite in us the possibility that we are the ones to bring change that you would ignite in us and bring fresh revelation that really nothing is impossible because we are partnered with the god of the universe Mm -hmm. who created the universe who's so far above the educational system so far above all the systems all the problems all the history of everything that's gone on in education and with our students that you're able to do miracles and I pray that every person that le- listens to this uh, podcast, every person that somehow gets connected to it, that they would be ignited to partner with you, ignited in the possibilities, that you would drop dreams and visions into them, that you would show them things that they would have no idea what to do one minute. And the next moment, they would just have a, an amazing idea that opens up possibilities. As people are doing lesson plans, as people are thinking about their classroom management, as they're Uh, doing extracurricular in every area of their life. 
would you just show up and show them your goodness that you have solutions for problems that nobody else can figure out? And I speak blessing over each one of you, that you would know the blessing of walking with the Lord closely, that you would feel his breath on your face, that you would know his comfort, that you would know his just his solid strength behind you when you feel alone and when you feel like nobody gets you and it's frustrating and it's hard that you would know that he is with you and that uh, there's not a moment, there's not a day that he's not with you and for you and wanting to help you out in all that you do. I bless you in Jesus name. Thank you, Janine, so much. This time has just been incredible and I just appreciate your time to get to love on teachers today. Well, thank you. It's been a great privilege. I have a heart for teachers. You do have a tough job, not the toughest in the world. You have a tough job, but I just, it's a great privilege to be able to speak to people who are changing the face of our nation, really changing the face of our nation and the nation. So thank you for the opportunity. If you're finishing up this podcast, wondering what's next, how can I join with a community of other teachers who want to step into their kingdom mindset and create a culture in their classroom that welcomes the joy and the presence of Jesus, his peace in our classrooms? Well, I have an invitation for you. During the month of June, 2023, I would like to invite you to join my Your Kingdom Classroom course. Yes, this course will be offered online on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. We will also have a group coaching session on Thursday, June 22nd at 10 a.m. Central. This will be a time to put together a plan based on your kingdom mindset and special tools that are going to help you turn the culture of your classroom. You're going to learn how to be an atmosphere shifter, help your students shift the atmosphere and create a culture and a management system that really aligns with kingdom thinking, believing that the word is true. If you're ready, please join me by visiting kingdomeducators.com forward slash summer. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.